When we look around us, the world absolutely feels on fire. Images of war, mass shootings, crimes against humanity, it weighs so heavy on us. Then add on top of that anything you might be dealing with in your personal life, and you've got a recipe for feeling overwhelmed and helpless. So let's talk about how we can care for ourselves when the world feels on fire. I'm Amy Jackson. Let's settle in and get started. You're listening to Just Press Pause, a podcast from The Perch, helping you rest, find peace, and experience transformation. When we hear about things happening around the world, it's difficult to not be impacted. We are humans, and we are wired for compassion and care. We are wired to connect with other humans, and seeing their suffering is so difficult, even if we don't know them at all. As difficult as this may be, I want to remind you that it's good that you are affected. You are human. This is the way you were wired. It's normal to be reacting in this way. It's the way you were made to react. And yet, it's difficult to feel this way, especially when we don't see an end in sight. So it's understandable that many of us want to turn off the news altogether, never leave our homes, and pretend everything is fine. Or at least some version of that, right? I think if we're going to make it through these challenging times, we need self-care. Now, you might be asking, very fairly, are you really talking about self-care when the world is on fire? Aren't there more important things for us to be doing? Now, obviously, I am biased. I run a self-care wellness center. (laughs) But I truly believe that we need even more self-care when the world is on fire. There is so much heaviness and grief and anxiety. We need to care for ourselves so that we can keep going. Otherwise, we can fall into hopelessness and despair. Brene Brown says that hopelessness arises from a combination of negative life events, negative thoughts, and the perceived inability to change our circumstances. And then despair is when we can begin to feel like life itself is too difficult because we have no way of changing anything to make it better. So I just want to say out loud that these are scary feelings for most of us. And so when we feel them, in light of everything going on in our country and our world, and maybe even in your personal life, it's not something we want to feel. And it's not something that we know how to handle. The goal here is not for us to self-care our way out of feeling angry and sad at world events. Honestly, I don't want you to feel calm all the time. There are horrific things happening in our world, and we will be called to act, to speak up, to vote, to march. It's okay to feel angry and sad and frightened. Because these things are angering and sad and frightening, period. And I know that in order for me to continue to show up in healthy and helpful ways, I have to care for myself 
so that I'm not completely overwhelmed and helpless. Because once I get into those zones of feeling completely overwhelmed and completely helpless, I will either act in unhealthy and unhelpful ways or I'll fail to act at all. And neither of these is helpful. So self-care in difficult times is about this delicate balance between staying informed and regularly checking in so that we don't fall into overwhelm and helplessness. It is truly a delicate balance, and so it takes a lot of honest self-reflection and regular check-ins. So let's talk about a few things that we can do to care for ourselves in difficult times like we find ourselves in. So first and foremost, I think we need to regularly check in with our emotions, and I mean multiple times a day. So we need to be able to do this so that we can actually get an idea of how we are doing. It's really easy to say like, I'm fine, even to ourselves, right? So we need to get into practice of regularly throughout the day, checking in with ourselves. How are you doing? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you nearing that place of helplessness? Or are you feeling good? Are you feeling grounded? And we have to be very honest with ourselves about how we are actually feeling. So that's the first thing is regularly checking in with our emotions throughout the day. The second thing is related to that, and that is to get familiar with your window of tolerance or also known as our bandwidth, right? So in other words, it's getting really familiar with what can I handle today? What can I handle in this moment? So as we check in with our emotions and we see how we're feeling, we then need to say, what's my window of tolerance, right? If I'm already feeling overwhelmed and helpless, it's not a good idea for me to sit down and watch two hours of the news. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong about stepping away from that. It's truly about saying, hey, you know what? In this moment, I am already at a nine. I need to care for myself by stepping away for a moment. And that's a, there's no shame there. That's really, really helpful. It's the same thing like you might do if you're feeling overwhelmed and you know you have a difficult conversation coming up, you might want to reschedule that conversation, right? Because you're not going to be able to show up in a healthy and helpful way. So getting familiar with and checking in with your window of tolerance or your bandwidth throughout the day. And then along with that, I want to encourage you to adjust your media intake according to your needs. I strongly believe that we should not just look away from all the suffering in the world. And... I also believe we need to be cognizant of what we can handle in any given moment, right? We need to know what our window of tolerance is in this moment. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed or triggered, I need to put it away. So maybe it's adjusting your media intake to just turning it off at night because when it is preventing you from sleeping well, maybe it is uh, tapping into kind of recap type sources so you aren't seeing all of the things all day long. Maybe it's making a boundary with yourself that you're not going to look at images or videos um, because those can be especially emotionally triggering. We can read about what's happening without uh, putting ourselves into a difficult position, right? And so adjusting your media intake according to your needs, it can change day to day, it can change hour to hour. But again, being honest with yourself about what is helpful and what is going to be, um, yeah, helpful for you in that moment. All right, next, I want to suggest that you keep a list of self-care activities that help your body feel safe and relaxed. 
So we move into fight or flight mode because our bodies sense that there is danger, and there is. But there is not true physical danger to our bodies in this moment, right? And so we need to signal to our bodies that we are safe so that we can move out of fight or flight. We can even thank our bodies like, you are right. You are sensing that there is danger here. And I am not in danger in this moment. And it is not helpful for my body to stay in fight or flight all the time. So let's move into a safer space and move out of fight or flight, right? The book Burnout, I know I've talked about this book before, uh, but in this fantastic book called Burnout, they share seven categories of practices that can really help us. And so I'll quickly walk through those and these may be helpful for you to figure out what are some things that are helpful to you that you feel safe and relaxed. So um, first they talk about moving the body, any type of physical action. It can be slow walking, dancing, um, the cardio class, whatever it is that feels good in your body. Uh, They talk about intentional breathing, positive social interactions, laughter, specifically belly laughter, affection, and hugging a dog counts. (laughs) Uh, They also talk about crying or just like letting the emotion out in some way. And finally, they talk about creative expression. So doing something like art or creating something uh, so that you actually help your body know that you are safe. Now, you are a unique person, so keeping a list of the things that particularly help, particularly help you is really helpful so that you can refer back to it whenever you need an idea. Now, on top of keeping a list, I suggest that we create self-care rituals that we do every single day. And these can be really, really simple and really small, but what they do is on a regular basis, they help care for us and keep us out of that fight or flight or help move us out of fight or flight. So Here's the thing. We have this constant hum of anxiety and grief in our world right now. And so because it's a constant hum, we may lose touch with ourselves and how we're actually feeling. We may begin to think, I'm not feeling anxious, when in reality, the body is still reacting as if we are anxious. So by doing regular self-care rituals, we can help reconnect ourselves with the body and signal to the body that we are safe and kind of kind of regularly keep care of ourselves, even if we don't feel like we are not in a good place. So uh, doing something that's very simple that happens every single day is the way to do this. And if you want to find out more about how to create a specific self-care ritual for you, you can sign up for my newsletter and then you'll get access to my five-minute soul care workshop that actually helps you create your own regular five-minute or less ritual. It's super helpful and it's been super helpful in my life and to many of yours. So definitely check that out. Next, I just want to encourage you to let yourself have a down day. There is a myth that if we do self-care, we can show up 100% every day feeling great. And that is not true at all. Uh, You are human. And as a reminder, that's a good thing. So sometimes you will feel down and that's okay. Letting yourself feel is the only way through it. Now, next up, I want to say, once you are feeling a little more grounded, once you are feeling a little more calm, I want to encourage you to find something that you can do. Because when we're feeling helpless and hopeless, it's because we feel like there is nothing we can do to change our circumstances. Now, sometimes there's a big something we can do, like we can travel to a difficult difficult place in the world and provide help. 
Much of the time, though, our action is going to look like calling our representatives or sending money. And sometimes even this action doesn't feel like we're really doing much, right? Whenever I feel helpless or hopeless, I try to bring my focus local rather than global because there is very little I can do for global problems, right? But there is so much I can do locally. So I want to consider who can I help right here in my community? How can I provide aid right now? How can I show love to the people that I interact with today? There is always something I can do close to home. And doing even just a small thing helps remind me that I am not helpless at all. One final thing is I would encourage you to find like-minded people. I cannot express to you how helpful it is to be around like-minded people. We are made to connect, so connect. Grief is always more manageable when it's shared. If the world feels heavy right now, know that there is nothing wrong with you, friend. It is heavy. Maybe today you can take one small step to care for yourself in the midst of this difficult world so that you can keep showing up because we need you, friend. Thanks for listening to Just Press Pause. This podcast is brought to you by The Perch, a soul care organization in Aurora, Illinois. To find out about my workshops, classes, and products, head to my website now, theperchplace.com.